Hi, it's Janelle. This is Shade, and you're listening to Fat Pink Cast. is out again for this episode but she will be back for the next one uh-huh in the meantime princess is back hi guys thank you for having me again thanks for coming back no <laughs> glad you're not sick of me <laughs> um so i have a raven it is a it's a frustrated raven um Ooh. So Clifton Campbell, who's a new showrunner mm. for Sleepy Hollow, um, had an interview with the Hollywood Reporter recently, and there it was like about the Bone Sleepy Hollow crossover. It was from last week. I don't know why I just saw it t- today. Basically, um, so there is this part where they ask him a question about the relationships on the show. And Bo- the question is, Bones makes a comment during the first hour about Ichabod making his relationship with Abby romantic. That's something that Sleepy Hollow fans have been clamoring for. Was that a joke? Or might he take that seriously? So Clifton's like, that's a wink to the audience. Certainly to the shippers. The ones who would like to see something like that happen. You mean all of them? It's fun to it's fun to see that Booth and Brennan at one point had a similar professional relationship. There was a similar chemistry that was sort of undeniable. I don't recall how long it took themselves to realize that internally in the show, but it seems to me 10 seasons later that it's worked out pretty well. The line is just a look into the potential future of the show in terms of their relationship. It's not something we're actively pursuing. That's a fun line that any show has fun exploring and teasing the audience and giving them a little bit of what they want. I roll. And yeah, and so they're like, Bones definitely shows the benefit of a slow burn relationship. And then um, Collier, I think, who, I don't know, writes for Bones, I guess. I think the reason Bones is in season 11 is because we took a long time to get to it to the slow burn and Clifton Campbell's like having done shows like this before you don't know when you're starting out what timeline is the right one for a relationship like this you have to feel your way through it by episode by episode and season by season the slow burn is actually the one that people despite the fact they want it to happen now is the one that's much more satisfying over the long haul I'm like, bitch, you're about to slow burn yourselves into cancellation. Like, for exactly. real. <laughs> and I love how they pretended, though, the show was main- like, Bones was maintained by the relationship. Like, no, the hell it wasn't. It was a, you know, quirky forensics show right when that whole genre was starting to take off. You had Angel on it. So you had people who were, like, upset about Angel being canceled going on to that show. Yeah. It was not like, oh... Is Bones and Booth going to get together? Like, that's bullshit. Like, that did not happen until much later for the fandom. Like, and then it sounded like he didn't even watch the damn show. He's like, I don't know when they got together, but eventually it happened. So, yeah, I don't, 
I don't even know. I mean, I was willing for a slow burn, but it's just like, it's not, you're not doing it properly. Like, you obviously can't do a slow burn. Like, you're you're throwing all these women at Crane and then leaving Abby to be, like, the strong black best friend. And who... that's the problem. Because in, like, the examples of, like, Bones and X-Files, like, they're equals. You know what I mean? They have equal stake in the narrative. Right. And there's none of the whole, like, oh, what, the guy gets all the sexual romantic attention and the girl gets nothing. Where in this situation, we have... Ichabod not having to worry about being single for three seasons and Abby being single for three seasons while pushing him at every other woman that's around. Right. And she, like, at least in the first season, you had Nick. I mean, Nick. Oh, God. That's his real name. Ah, Luke. You had Luke. You had Andy, who was, you know, kind of creepy, but still, like, she was getting attention. Even Ichabod was giving her romantic attention. And then it's just like they pulled it all the way back. I just don't understand. Like, you know, it's okay for him to to have, like, a rebound. Like, I feel like Zoe is supposed to be a rebound for him. But the fact that they're saying this... Like, oh, yeah, we're not going to go there. But they're not giving Abby, like, the same focus. Like, she doesn't get a love interest, really. Daniel, Daniel's on screen, and he's just talking about, oh, every time he brings up her roommate. Like, he's jealous. And that's all he's... He's so inconsequential. Mm-hmm. And that's extremely frustrating to me, because Lance Lewis is an extremely talented actor. And, and he's basically, hot. And he's extremely hot. <laughs> and they're basically doing him, like, how they did Orlando last season they they literally just like at this point i think it's safe to say that they just stuck him in there just just because mm-hmm. because the fact that they introduced this new character who has zero plot relevance let's be real he has no plot relevance like not yet they get to that yeah but but here's the thing we shouldn't have had to wait that long you know what i'm saying like we should not be waiting for lance to have or lance daniel to have plot relevance like He's a new character who's supposedly important to Abby, but he's not giving any attention. And that's bullshit. And he's in the opening credits. Yes. And we have not established why. I mean, Zoe has been in almost every episode in some capacity. Either they're texting each other or they're hanging out with each other. Yeah. You know, Daniel's done less than that and he's been in the opening credits. So we have to believe that he's supposed to play a larger role than just standing around and being like, hey, here's a case. Remember when we used to like make each other smarter and better and stronger, faster? Like it's, there's nothing there. And it's upsetting because we have to constantly spend all this time with Crane's romantic life of him like adjusting. When Abby has lived here, she's lived in Sleepy Hollow her entire life. She doesn't have ex-boyfriends coming around knocking on her door. Like that's ridiculous. I'm fucked up.
part of this crossover that should not have happened because it was unnecessary. His bones, the resurrection is in the remains, or the resurrection in the remains, whatever. Can we say this was more enthusiastic? Directed, sorry. It's directed by Chad Lowe. You might as well just tell everyone that you don't want to talk about So it was directed by Chad Lowe and written by Mary Trahan. Um, Then we have Sleepy Hollow, Dead Men Tell No Tales, directed by Russell Fine and written by the Deliverance Twins, Sam Chalzen and Nelson Greaves. I don't know why they keep giving them important episodes to write, but <laughs> I guess if you're a white man who writes the shittiest episodes of the show, <laughs> you can still get places. So here we go. <laughs> anyway. So yeah. Let's talk about this. <sighs> I okay, so I didn't think it was terrible i think i thought the episodes were just okay but it was just so unnecessary and it felt like a crossover like it felt like they were there because hey fox decided both shows could use a ratings boost boost and they're trying to make a connection between the two shows when the two characters i mean all the characters are very different from each other especially abby and ichabod are so it was like as soon as they appeared, I felt like they were superimposed upon like the setting. Like it didn't even feel like it was real. Like I, mm-hmm. from the moment they like interacted, it just kind of felt unnatural because Ichabod just cannot exist in this world where we're supposed to be dealing with logical people, yeah. quote unquote smart people, but they don't know Ichabod Crane, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, any of that shit. Well, like they're just walking around like, la, la, well, la. that that's supposedly doesn't exist in Sleepy Hollow. So if they're going to do a crossover, then it's not going to exist in Bones, which is so weird to me. So I was like, why did they even bother with this? Because at least... Oh, God. I mean, it's such a weird decision. Like, I kept falling out of the episode because, for me, Bones and Sleepy Hollow are two completely different shows. Mm-hmm. Like, when... when when um, What's his name? Booth? Booth? Mm-hmm. Booth. When Booth was like, oh, I yeah... Corbin said this, that, and the third. I was like, get the fuck out of here. You don't even know him. You don't know him. Like, that's why I'm like screaming. I just wanted to scream that. I'm just like, are they serious right now? Booth yeah. knew Corbin? That's bullshit. Like, I could not believe anything for one It was second. super unbelievable. And I think that's what made it so frustrating because when you do crossovers, it's really supposed to feel seamless. Like you're you're supposed to feel so excited to see these characters interact because of the similarities between the show. And it's like, oh my God, like wouldn't it be so cool if this character existed in this world? It just does not work in this particular crossover. And I think while on the Bones side, I think they worked really well making sure that their episodes service their characters, but on the Sleepy Hollow side, they didn't. So I feel like if I was a Bones fan, maybe I would have enjoyed it. But as a Sleepy Hollow fan, I thought, I don't know, I thought it was subpar. Yeah, and, and they they should have let, I don't know who wrote for Ichabod, but he was kind of out there in like a bad way like I feel like he could have I feel like they could have pulled it back there's some parts where he's subtle like more subtle but overall I don't even know what they were trying to do with him because he was he was like he should know better by now he should know how to act in front of people 
I just felt like he really was like, I'm not going to change my clothes. I'm going to go to this right. place <laughs> and, just, and just like wear my same sleepy hollow right. attire. Like, I just felt like, are you serious? And Abby brought him along like for reals. Like, I just felt like, and then when they do the whole thing with like the, we're going to search every single like colonial portrait to find which, you know, headless person this is. It's just all these little things that we're trying to make these worlds link together. But it required someone on the other side being dumb. Like, mm-hmm. un- well, like narratively dumb. Bones mm-hmm. Bones is like software business is so crazy like it doesn't like that's how they do in every single episode it's kind of embarrassing to watch like when they do facial reconstruction stuff every time I watch Bones I'm just like I can't believe this is this is like worse than CSI when they have all that high tech machine the high tech stuff that doesn't even exist in real life (laughs) it's like more fantastical at some point than Sleepy Hollow even I'm just like, okay, at least I can believe the occult, but I can't believe you can do a facial reconstruction without, like, the actual a bone head. structure. Yeah. I was just like, but what like, the hell? We're going to guess from, like, his ribs and his torso that he had this face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, really, guys? Really? But they do that kind of shit in bones all the time, so I'm not even surprised. And is the acting usually that bad? Like, it's- I don't know why, but I felt like Deschanel, like, she just seemed so, like, is she supposed to seem like that stilted? Yeah. It, it was jarring, actually. Have you just, seen Bones before? I haven't. Yeah. No. That's... So I was really kind of, I was like, why is she, are you okay? Like, what are you yeah, that's, what I mean? that's how it is. Why are you acting like this? Yep. But, but the thing is, I've seen like awkward, <sighs> stilted characters before, but I, I wasn't sure about this one. I was—I mean, I got used to it after a while. But when I was first introduced to it, I was just kind of like, and then also. But her <laughs> acting wasn't even the the worst acting came for that one of that blonde, like one of those blonde boys, the newer, like the one with the straight. He was so bad. He was so bad. I was I like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, I haven't watched the newer episodes a lot, but like this new character is terrible. So let's talk about plot for a little bit. Let's just go over the book generally, what the story is about over the two arcing episodes. So we have the Bones crew. They stumble upon this, the skeleton of a headless man. And so obviously this sends the antennas up going off in Sleepy Hollow, which calls Abby and Ichabod over to the scene. And so Abby and Ichabod, for the most part, sit outside of this storyline, it feels like, minus Ichabod. Like, they give Ichabod so much to do and Abby, like, barely anything. Mm-hmm. But from what I remember, the main battle for them was getting the Bones crew to release the body to Sleepy Hollow PD so they can further investigate, correct? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... That was it. That was like the gist of it. And there was a murder. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. a murder. And there was a murder that, death situation. Right, that Abby helped with. But for the most part, she wasn't a huge part of the episode. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't very present. I did like it was weird because people kept saying that they enjoyed the bones half better. And I was just like, but how Abby was barely in it. And I think yeah. it's because mm-hmm. they catered to like the, it could be moments, but even then it doesn't mean that it was necessarily better. Like I did like Brennan calling crane on everything, you know, like taking down his worship of Jefferson and like wanting to prove him dead wrong and her practicality and scientific mind versus his like kind of flowery bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one part, like, I did like 
you know, people shipping Ikeby, but it felt so weird. And that one part where about like who it could be reminded them of was so ham fisted. Oh, like, oh my yeah. god, yeah. Because like, was, oh my god. It was. And then considering the fact that the writers themselves didn't actually write any it could be scenes. Like there right. are no scenes. Like aside except from the, the last scene, right, aside from the very last scene, there are no scenes between Abby and Ichabod that even facilitates that kind of commenting. So that makes it even worse. Like, I know. Do these remind you of a couple and we only get like three seconds of Abby and Ichabod yeah. like next to each other like that doesn't that doesn't amount to anything like they were watching an episode of <laughs> sleepy hollow and then all of a sudden the characters show up even that yeah, one like, didn't it feel more like fangirling yeah. than it did like actual yeah. <laughs> like speaking about right exactly yeah. it felt like they were just pulling the shit out of thin air yeah which i feel like when you first see it it's like oh this is cute but then when you sit and think about it it just feels cheap uh-huh and it was like, I never even got the cute feeling because I'm just thinking to myself, like, but but where? You know what <laughs> I mean? and, and it's funny because we do get to see, you know, Bones and Booth, like, being cute and married. And, like, I'll admit, like, the the thing with the brains was a little, was like, that was cute. That I was cute. like, all right, that, I'm into that. But you get to see their dynamic. And it's like, you don't see any of that for it could be and i think even that demonstrates the difference between the writers of sleepy hollow and the writers of bones when it comes to couples because mm-hmm. even amongst the narrative and everything going on that they did they still spent time with our main leads and showing both of them doing things like bones and booth got equal amount of screen time doing their thing and showing their strengths and what they did they didn't even do that with with ichabod and abby and i mm-hmm. just think that that just shows their priorities yeah the end the end scene was pretty great though i did like that scene it was like subtle yeah. and nice yeah. and they were like playing around you know and he's kind of teasing her about um what is it fondle in the forest mm-hmm. that was pretty funny yeah that was great that was cute that was like the only moment that we actually got where you could see their dynamic in that episode yeah it could really between these past so far this season overall and i feel like between especially in these past in this crossover he feels more and more like a untrained dog let off a leash yeah like he's just too much doing everything so over the top and it's i wonder if it's really annoying it's fucking annoying tom's Tom needs to pull it back. Yeah, he does because he's just Ichabod feels like such caricature, and 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 it's weird because I can't even exactly pinpoint when exactly this happened. Like, but this season has been much, a, a, like a lot, and then this the like in the Bolts episode, like when he forged the letter, yeah, and when he was arguing over, uh. I don't know. It's just felt so. I mean, and even Sleepy Hollow writers, I feel like, are guilty of it this season as well. Like Ichabod is feeling less and less like a man out of time and more like a caricature. Like he doesn't feel like a person who's progressing and trying to adjust to the times. And so he's now become this irritating character. And we're supposed to assume that he's he's been here for like two, three years or something because there was something about. Two years. So in that two years, like, he hasn't seemed to assimilate himself into the world. And I think that's kind of the weakest, the weak link in his characterization. They want to keep him being this joke 
about, oh, he doesn't fit in, where's the word clothes, et cetera, and so forth. But that just, like you said, it makes him stilted. It makes him a caricature because he should be evolving. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it seems like his reluctance to just do the most basic of things, like, you know, ch- change his clothes when he's going out of the state, just kind of makes him look more like a child than an adult. Yeah. Yep. I, like, he's just way too static at this point. And you got the feeling, like, in the first episode that maybe he changed a little bit. It's like he's, it's it's very, like, erratic characterization. Because sometimes he's not over the top. And the other times it's just like, why is he acting like this? You know? So I'm hoping that it changes, like... Maybe things are still a little shaky, but I'm just like, Ichabod's getting real. want to go to the the sleepy hollow part of it like when it started out i was like (laughs) okay so pandora shows up again because she's a bad bitch um (laughs) i love how she tells the guy to run like she let him go and her comment about how eternal rest is for unimportant men (laughs) i was like okay (laughs) all right pandora and then she raises the other bad bitch general Hal from the dead I liked him as a villain. I did too. I wasn't. I wasn't mad at it. I wasn't mad at General Hall as a villain. I just. I wish. I actually wish he was part of a longer arc because he was actually interesting, and his relationship with Crane in the past was also interesting. Like I didn't want any of that, honestly. To be honest, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Cause I know. I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I think you're 100 percent right that this is probably the first flashback that we got where the where the where the relationship act- was actually interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I'm so sick and tired of every villain that we have being connected to Crane that I'm just like, no, 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 no. She's yeah. General Howe by himself, risen from the grave. Like how it would be so funny if we get a villain and then Abby asks Ichabod and Ichabod just goes, Oh, I don't know that man. Like, you know, <laughs> just for once. Just for once. Just for once. Can they just I mean, but I did like the guy like he was a really good actor. Like his acting was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um the flashback was a nice alternative to Betsy because his acting was actually good and watching him on screen was compelling and his voice, you know, I just liked everything about his whole persona and he was, he embodied general how, um, and I did like the fact that, at, you know, Ichabod actually respected him at one point. And I do like the way that he died. He was just like, you don't get the satisfaction, bitch. And then he just like walks into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love I did him. really like him. I really liked him as a villain. Like, I just liked He just flipped his finger to Crane and just, like, walked right in and just died laughing. He was like, you don't get the satisfaction in the past or in the present. I think that kind of knocked Crane down a peg, actually. Mm-hmm. So I did enjoy that. I don't know. I wish they, I wish they had more reoccurring villains. Because I think 
part of the the lack of drama for some of them, despite how being really well written, is that they get defeated within one episode. Mm-hmm. And it's like you build it up to be like, this is like this great general, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like could, that would have been a good two-parter yeah. to have it be like this, this kind of like slow burn of like the army getting bigger, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I really think they're not going to do that. But I just think that they kind of, it almost feels like they're wasting the good actors that they do have. Mm-hmm. You're just yeah. killing them off as soon as they come in and do something actually interesting. I just got this extreme nostalgia for, um, do you guys remember that episode from season one with, what are the Germans with like- Oh, the Hessians. The Prussians. Oh, the Hessians. Yeah, I just had this strong nostalgia for them because they were, they weren't like, they were repeat villains Mm -hmm. who had like, who, who were, interconnected the headless horse this is back before the headless horseman had a head and he was actually like pretty scary because when he showed up he was like chopping heads off and gunning people down <laughs> it was actually like i remember when sleepy hollow was so thrilling i just got this nostalgia for it Aww. and i think when um general Howe showed up and remember when they were doing the marching procession yeah i was like oh look at this spectacle uh-huh. and there's some point, like, there's some point. i'm like oh yeah that's the thrill that i feel like we haven't had in so long right that it was nice to see again i'm mad they stood there and were like hey look at those soldiers <laughs> and they were <laughs> <laughs> you know what i feel like i feel like that made sense like yeah like yeah you know everyone was out for halloween like i feel like that's one of those instances where it was very believable even though we as the audience knew better it was it 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 was believable us for them to think it was a spectacle until the guns ring and I think that's what makes it makes it so so thrilling because you're like oh my god are these people gonna get hurt Mm -hmm. like who's gonna come you know luckily Abby drives in and the bullets hit the the van everyone's gonna be all right but you know I wish and then Abby had a shotgun I forgot Abby had a shotgun and she was like I don't know. It was cool. It was cool. I'll give him that. That part, like that little segment was cool. Everything else was messy, but that part was pretty cool. The black, like, what? you know what was messy? The Like the black kid is going to egg a cemetery Dying. and stand there and not run. I was like, you I was like, <gasps> you see, I just thought to myself, like, you know, you shouldn't be there right now. <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to be there. I was there. like, this <laughs> is what your white friends get you into on Halloween. This is why you do not hang out with your white friends on Halloween. Cause they're going to get you into some shit. You're going to end up in a graveyard, you know, murdered by a demon. Like, come on, come on, man. Did you see some of these costumes in the background? These cultural, culturally appropriate. Oh messages? yeah, like the Mexican. Oh, yeah, I saw. I was like, "How dare you, I was like, Hollow? What How the fuck? dare you? You should have sent that kid home. Exactly. You should have had that kid stand <laughs> off camera where no one could see him. You don't need that kind of embarrassment, Sleepy Hollow. At least Cookie Walk was cute. A damn white. I know she was so cute. Oh, Cookie was cute. And then Pandora stole her candy. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to more Beyonce Abby like I was like I was so hyped for that because she looked so good and I was like yes and no one said anything no one said anything what also I noticed is that so you know how we had we got like a paint like a like it bothers me that they don't see Abby as sexy when she is sexy and she is attractive and people like would look at her so you see what's her face Zoe and she gets like close-ups of her costume crane looking looking at her like you know she gets to feel pretty we as the audience get to see her as pretty in the moment but i don't know if you guys noticed but we never got like a full shot of abby's costume like 
there's no angle of her. There's no angle where it's like her in focus, her the sense of attention in that costume. Because Abby's titties and Addie's beautiful body would just slay all of them. I'm looking, I'm looking at this sexy Betsy Ross costume. I'm like, basic next. Like I just, <laughs> yeah. I was just real. so upset because I was like, you're not like Abby's right there. And I was like, when they went out, not gonna lie, when they were like showing her in the shorts, kind of, I'm like, are they gonna zoom in, Argus? And then it was like, no. I'm like, oh, <laughs> wasted opportunity. Like I'm not trying to say like we should fetishize her body, but she's gorgeous, and it's like she never gets to be seen in that way mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to figure out if like his whole thing where he's dressed as john adams was a nod because you know abigail adams was john adams's wife oh i or, didn't even think of that <laughs> or if the writers if it's just like a coincidence and the writers don't know what the fuck they're doing hmm. like i don't know well they're not trying to suggest these things you know they're just doing it for fan service they're so full of crap I know. I was like, was this supposed to, there are a few moments where I'm like, is this supposed to undermine his thing with Zoe? I just, I just don't get Zoe. Like I, I'm trying very hard not to dislike her just on impulse of like, why are you taking screen time? Like, why do I have to watch you flirt with this man? But I just, I just, I'm watching her and I'm trying very hard to kind of see what the writers want us to see. And it's like the same, like, the same thing like on The Flash, like you have these quirky little white girls that are like, she's nerdy, but she's also cute. And she like gets all of his stupid jokes that no one else gets. <laughs> he knows that she knows that it's the John Adams thing. And it's kind of like, what ever? <laughs> like it does not make you interesting. Like, it's all, like, yes, you know all his dumb stuff, but it doesn't make you any better. Like, I don't know. And the fact that they're using Abby to cheer him on. I know. Too better. Too better. The only the only part of this that was realistic with it's like they're using Abby too much. The only part that I really enjoyed was him actually reminiscing about Katrina, God forbid. Um, Right. Yeah, like he's remembering her and talking about what she taught him, which was nothing, but let's be real. But (laughs) (laughs) she, she was he was like reminiscing and you at least got the impression that he is trying to move on or recover and he's it still affects him but he's you know it's like your spouse has been dead for nine months or whatever um so i don't know if his like reluctance to move on has anything to do with abby at all or if it's supposed to be like i'm reluctant to move on because katrina this you know and that's why abby has to push him because she's his best friend to be know. honest, I feel like if that was the case, then Zoe should not exist at all. She shouldn't right. exist at all. We don't need to see Crane in another relationship. You know what? It had to be either one or the other. Either one or the other. Choose. You can't have both of them. That's just... And I <laughs> would, can't have both. You can't have both. And I would rather, at this point, I would have rather just Zoe because Betsy is too much. Like, Oh, yeah. I agree. But in this episode, she was actually not that bad because she didn't give a shit about Crane. She was just all about her mission. She was just like, I'm about to burn this shit down. I'm peacing out. That was like the only moment that I actually like enjoyed her because she wasn't trying to flirt with him. She's just like, I got to kill these zombies and then get the hell out of here. And she just like left him behind and like raised the city completely. Yeah. I just zombie thing. It just makes me so sad that, like, I'll watch Betsy Ross and I'll think to myself, God, I almost miss Katrina. Like, I, I, that's her biggest crime to me. I was like, I'll look at her, like, oh, God, <laughs> Katrina, Katrina. 
Kelly you know what I thought would have been really interesting if at the time she had been if she had to have been included oh my god well different <laughs> actress a different actress would have been good um but at the time what they could have done was written it as like a relationship where neither of them could cross a certain line because he was involved with Katrina and she was married. Like that's mm-hmm. what they should have done. Mm-hmm. And they were working partners and there was an attraction there, but that was it. It never went anywhere. Like she wasn't throwing, it was like a will they won't there, but mostly like won't they because mm-hmm. she was married. Like that would have worked because I feel like whenever they try to force the chemistry, it just doesn't work. It's not natural. Like also, her th- why do they always cast these actresses that Tom does not want anything to <laughs> Like, his thirst for Nicole Bahari is so strong. <laughs> it's so strong. Like, why? Like, why? Why do that to yourself? It's like, like the, the only person Tom seems to want to kiss is Nicole. <laughs> like, yeah. let's well, be real. Let him do it. Whatever. It's like on the Vampire Diaries. Like, for the longest time, people were like, Ian Summerholder wants to make out with Cat Graham. Like, yes. everyone is saying this. Everyone's like, they have, they always would talk about in interviews. Like, we want to totally have these two characters get together. And they're just like, nope, got to keep the white people and the black people separate. <laughs> and it's just like, it was so frustrating because, like, you could see it. Like, Tom Meissen, like, looks at Nicole Bahari like she's a steak dinner. And it's like, <laughs> we all, we all want him to be fed. Not in real life. But, like, <laughs> and I it's mean, just, Sometimes in real life. <laughs> anyway, no, sorry. <laughs> we can't tell that body. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm messy. I'm messy. I'm we sorry. can't tell that body. <laughs> See, like this is easier when Tom was single. But now, it just, it just feels dirty. This is messy. It feels wrong. I won't do it. I won't do it anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She sucks. I just don't know. <laughs> Also, can we talk about, can we talk about, sorry, back to that show, since we're not talking Bones? about it, since we stopped, no, no, no. So do you remember when they went into the vault um, yeah. to, and that's when they discovered the the napalm Greek the fire, Greek mm-hmm. and um, we got a hug between Booth and, uh, yes. <laughs> we didn't get one between <laughs> You know what? At first I was, at first I was pissed about it because I I did say I can't believe this because you know Abby and Ichabod are huggers Mm -hmm, why would mm -hmm. you miss the opportunity but someone was like you know what he was just stuck behind a wall like it wasn't a life and death situation they've been worse like she's been stuck in purgatory so it was mostly like him just being like are you okay like giving her a nod like are you okay and her being like yeah I'm cool she was like strolling up to him so it wasn't like a life or death situation necessarily. They were, they, there was that moment there where they were freaking out, and he was calling out to her, and she was calling out to him, and then Bones was calling out to Booth, and you know they were calling out to each other. So there was that parallel. So I don't feel as like thinking about it. I don't feel as upset. It still annoys mm-hmm. me that there wasn't a hug, but I can see why it's like not a big deal for them in comparison to mm-hmm. Booth and Bones who aren't mm-hmm. always in that situation. Uh, yeah, okay. That's a good point. That's a very good point. But then in that case, to your point then, like, why like, why wouldn't the writers, like, run with that? Like, how funny. It would have actually would have been really funny to see, like, uh, Booth and Bones, like, hugging each other, like, fiercely, and then, like, look over and see Abby and Ichabod just, like, 
shaking it off. Yeah. And then like, what the hell? Yeah, they were kind <laughs> of in. Said, well, this is just another night in Sleepy Hollow. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, that sort of interaction would have been really good to see. Yeah, they were kind of just, like, in the background. Yeah, and, and in the background of their own show. Like, that makes no fucking sense. The direction wasn't the best. It wasn't. So, yeah, like, you could just, if you were paying attention, you just had to, like, kind of pay attention to the background, which is weird to me. Because I was just like, eh. I mean. Like, it's a crossover. Yeah. Abby did. Like, Bones paid more attention to their characters. And I was fine with that because it was Bones. Yeah. I did. I mean, Abby did say, like, what was it? Um, Are you worried about those two? Or those two are looking over our shoulders. And so there were, like, little hints and stuff. But. I mean, other than that, it was just kind of like, okay, <laughs> whatever. We didn't get enough, like, it could be moments, actually. No, we didn't. I'm sorry. I we just keep thinking do. about these, uh, these random moments that, like, annoyed the shit out of me. Like, do you remember when they spent, like, five minutes trying to figure out, like, why the writing between... Um... Ichabod and the... And General yeah, Washington? Yeah, it's been, like, five years on that shit. Why? Like, we get it. That's enough. Like... And it was weird. There's so many wasted moments. Yeah. They spent a good chunk of time comparing writing analysis. I I need to meet with Ichabod Crane. Let's discuss this. Let's get him to reveal the truth. It's just like, that is not even a real mystery. That is not a real mystery. It's like too much. It's it's like for nothing. For handwriting? Come on. exactly and literally just just to be like you'll just to have Ichabod like be smug and be like oh you'll never know like come on just just to undermine Bones's intelligence it was frustrating and it's like it's one of those things like you're calling attention to the fact that he does not belong here in a way that does not help the narrative Uh you know what I mean It, it just slows everything down like every time that they had to have the people in Bones be like could it be supernatural or could it be? <laughs> I was like, all right, guys. Uh, I feel bad for anyone who's listening to this and actually enjoyed the crossover because we were like poking so many holes. Yeah. It, this was wrong. This was wrong. This doesn't make any sense. But it's not because we hate the show. It's just like, if you're going to go through all this trouble for a fucking crossover, do it right. Yeah, do have it a tighter right. plot. Like, yeah. please. Like, did all the writers sit in a room together? Because it doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't. It feels like they just inserted Abby and Ichabod into their show and then, like, inserted Bones. And I was just like, it just felt so crossovery instead of just, like, it should have been seamless. Like, Mm -hmm. in fact, the end of last week's episode of Sleepy Hollow might have maybe given us a hint of where they were going. There was no hint. I don't know if there was any hint on Bones. There wasn't. Uh, it's like too procedural. I feel like you can't really do a, a good crossover with two procedural type shows that are so different. Well, you could have, but the, the only way this could have worked is if Abby was the focus. Like if this was about Abby having right. to do FBI agent things, mm-hmm. maybe tied into her dad or maybe tied into like the subplot with Jenny and Joe, but having yeah. to do more with, you know, the legal aspect of it rather than the supernatural if you take mm-hmm. up the supernatural aspect and make it very abby centric you could have a a bones crossover because she would That's have to deal true. with all that kind of stuff but because we have to make it about ichabod and about his past and he has to be number one you automatically have that the supernatural take precedent and therefore making it so that these two worlds that already can't gel well really won't gel at all mm-hmm. I turned out a 
We didn't talk about Joe and Jenny. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so that was their beginning scene was very cute. I liked it. He comes in, oh, he's yeah. just getting her stuff for, to make pickleback shots. I was like, uh-huh. oh, I gotta try that. <laughs> I see you are familiar with <laughs> with the the trailer, Joe. Mm-hmm. And the chocolate and the chocolate. Uh-huh. He's bringing her chocolate. You guys, let me find out. <laughs> And Jenny's just like, oh my god, you brought me chocolate. And she's not even... Even this is more like will they, won't they at this point than Abby and Ichabod. Because they're so familiar. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? what? Why doesn't Ichabod bring Abby some freaking chocolates? He should. He should buy her the fucking moon at this point. <laughs> I know. She's paying, she's paying all his bills and shit. Like, I know. He's like, any money that he gets, we, any gifts that he gets, it comes out of her pocket anyway. <laughs> so she's paying for her own gifts. He needs a job. Like, he needs a job so he can buy Abby shit. Um, but yeah, I did enjoy the scene a lot because they're, they're following this Atticus guy, right? And um, so they discovered that he's Corbin's pal because Joe recognizes him. And this guy's part of this huge smuggling ring. And he's not a good guy. So, of course, Joe is now questioning, like, what his father was up to. And Jenny's trying to, you know, he's angsting over it. And Jenny's trying to, like, talk him down a little bit. Um, what else? And then they go and find uh, Sophie. Mm-hmm. She's so cool. Yeah, I like <laughs> she's great. A plus on. Sophie. I like how Joe. Like, Joe just like gave it up. Look I know, it. right? And he was like, "Bitch." <laughs> I was like, "Jenny, you need to slap him in the head." Because he's like, "Stop crying about your daddy. Like he loved you. Calm down." And Sophie's like, "She, he, you know, Atticus told me you guys would be back." And I was like, "Damn, damn." Here we go. Here we go. Um. But it's great at this point because, you know, with Daniel, the plots are starting to merge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Daniel's like, um, excuse me. <laughs> Why is your sister here? Thank you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why is she in these pictures? Right. And he was talking about getting her in on this this um, case that he was working. And so he's talking about like, oh, there's a smuggling ring and they're taking art, they're getting artifacts from terrorists and they're buying up all this property. And there's this whole mystery and she's expecting to get, you know, something non-supernatural and then all of a sudden, boom, the shoe drops and he's like pissed off because the supernatural, and then, you know, it's like the supernatural is intermingling right now with Abby's job. So I can't wait to see where that goes. Because it looks like yeah. some shit's about to go down next week. Yeah, it actually seems interesting. I just, I, I don't, like, I'm like, trying to curb my expectations here. I know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> not hope for too much. Too much, right? Because right? you're going you're gonna to expect all these amazing things, and then it's going to be like, what? Yeah. I just, I think if they, I feel like if after this episode, if after this next episode, if they don't do anything with, um, with Daniel, then we, we have a huge problem. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's a, he's in the episode a lot. 
what from what because the preview there's a new preview out i forgot to mention that mm. and it there's like also a still and it looks like he maybe gets kidnapped <laughs> oh no no it looks like they tie him up because there's like this thing going around it's like it's about bugs next week so if you don't like bugs oh no did you see <laughs> it's like this little red bug that like attaches itself to people i don't know it looked kind of freaky Mm. Um, and then causes like madness or something. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I just what happened to sexy photo dude from last season? The right. one they that's someone uh, they should have brought back to like be like a secondary character because I don't or like be a reoccurring character and be like, hey Abby, what's up? What's good? You know? <laughs> because he was looking at her hard body at the end of that episode. So <laughs> Like, for real, can you please get some men, preferably men of color, like, throwing their underwears at Abby's feet? Something, please. Like, some guys walking around. That was Andy. And then Andy, like, Andy, I missed you. Where are Abby's ex-boyfriend? Where's that that ex-boyfriend who, like, she was involved with when she was doing drugs and, like, being bad and shit? Ooh, that would have been, that would be powerful to, like, have someone from her old circles like return. Oh, that would be a great episode. Right? Oh, man, come on, writers. It's so possible. Why are you doing this to us? That's because they're literally writing everything to hang off of Ichabod's dick. That's why. <sighs> and that's part of the problem. And the, I, that's why she doesn't get treated like a lead for the show is because they don't think that it works without Ichabod slash Tom, right? And that's the problems. Like when the writers and the producers don't believe in you, like the, the, there's nothing, there's nothing you can do. And I think that's why I'm so like I'm kind of peeved about the lack of success for Minority Report because the the producers of the show they they believe in Megan Good, you know what I mean? And it shows, it shows in the writing so strongly. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just unfortunate. And and this is why I'm saying at this point, you know, if the show was to get canceled. Would it be bittersweet? Yes. But I'll be very thankful for the first half of season one. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> My only fear is that Nicole Bahari, like I love yeah. her so much and she's so gorgeous and so talented, but, and even though she did 42, which was amazing, she has her, her filmography is so small for someone so talented. Yeah. And, I'm, and, I, and even though Sleepy Hollow was such a great vehicle for her and people do like that character, that doesn't translate into getting auditions for stuff and getting yeah. called for things. And so the only reason why I want Sleepy Hollow to be on air is just so I can keep seeing her doing, every, doing something, every week. you know? Yeah. I just want her to get her check, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and it's just like, it's frustrating because like, like with Megan Good, like she's been working forever. And she just now was getting like, this is like her second time trying to get a show being the lead and it being canceled. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, and, and I was just talking with Sade, we were talking about with Gabrielle Union, like she just now in her forties has a, is leading a show when she's been working since she was a teenager. Like mm-hmm. it's insane how, how long it takes for these actresses of color to really get their vehicle. And unless they're working on like a Shonda project or something, even if it's problematic, there's not that many options for them. And so mm-hmm. when we have something like Sleepy Hollow, it's like we feel like we have to be attached to it even when it gives us garbage. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, and- secretly I'm hoping that she would leave Sleepy Hollow and then I, I, I would hope that she would put a Siraji and then find herself on another show with like doing really success, doing really, really well. 
while everyone forgets about Tom Mason. I have nothing against Tom Mason, but I feel like. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is that literally Sleepy Hollow is one of the only shows. Oh, yes. It's literally, it's literally yeah, yeah. That is still doing well on, like, relatively well on Fox. Yeah. Socks doesn't have anything. There's Empire that's recognizable and doing well. Sleepy Hollow. There's, um, what do you call it? Gotham. Ugh, that piece of shit. But do you really think, like, do you, are we really going to put it past Fox to not just dump money into another project? E- because like, they Fox would literally never... have to cancel most of the shit on their network, like, literally, right at this point. Nothing is doing that well. But but that's what I'm, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't put it past Fox. To cancel all, all that shit and just, like, get all new yeah they do this shit all the time they have never taken care of their sci-fi fantasy shows never mm-hmm. so and i wouldn't i literally i wouldn't put it past them so that's that's why to me i'm kind of just like i would be shocked if sleepy hollow got a fourth season i just want it to be great because i there's never gonna be another there's so many there's so few sci-fi shows where like there's a black female character who's the lead like mm-hmm. I'm so mad that they squand they're like squandering this so badly and I was just like god damn it white male writers ruin everything <laughs> like why do we let them write for white, for black female characters like I just oh my god at least it's not like a Bonnie Bennett situation or Tara Thornton or Tara Thornton like isn't it sad like it could always be worse and we can say it by name too like we can like pinpoint characters like the character that Abby reminds me most of in certain ways is like Guinevere played by um, Angel yeah. Colby. Yeah. Because because first of all, Queen, best actress on that goddamn show. show. I hate uh-huh. I hate I hate like Katie McGrath, I have no ill will to her there as a person, but I hate the fact that she has had like several opportunities to act since that opportunity because she was terrible in Merlin. She was but Angel Colby is such a good actress and she had literally one other major gig after Merlin. And then what did we heard from her since? Yeah. She was in the tunnel, she was in that dancing on the edge for two episodes because they made it think that she was going to be a lead and then spoiler alert she dies i was, yeah. very, I was, it was never going to be a spoiler alert for a, for a black character to die on the show and yeah. i was just like so she was again so talented really great was in the sci-fi show and even when she was a love interest we never saw her have sex with arthur they didn't even kiss in their final season the only good thing was that she got to live and be queen of that whole goddamn nation. i know she <laughs> she got like she she was the one who like became the savior of camelot in the end you know she saved all those white people and god <laughs> bless her but like but again we have to infer that because it doesn't she was show the, her um, ending like, they killed off all the other people of color, too. It was just like, oh, my God. Her brother, like, every other nobody her, that came along. Like, her father. You never got to see her mother. Like, wow. at least with Sleepy Hollow, <laughs> I, did, I did get to see Abby's mom, Abby's ancestors. You hear this shit? I hope, I hope people who are listening are listening well. Like, this is what we have to live with, you guys. We have to take scraps. We like, literally have to take scraps. I, I don't know. Like, I love Sleepy Hollow, but at the same time, it makes me so mad because it could be so much better than what it is. And effortlessly so much better. Like, it does not take much to make it Sleepy It doesn't. 
you have all the elements there. What the fuck are you doing? Like, how exactly. is it possible that you're screwing up this? You have to work really hard to screw this up. Exactly. Exactly. Just, you have just these, hire me. Hire You us. have amazing actors. Word. Fat Pinkcast is a package deal. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, we I just... totally write the show for you. You know, next week is written by... A black woman, I'm so, I'm hoping. Praying. I'm praying <laughs> that it goes back to, you know, what we had with Sisters Mills, which was like one of the only solid episodes so far out of the five. Ugh. I would cry if somehow, like if they got renewed and they were like, we're just going to have N.K. Jemison be. Oh, oh my God. God. I would scream. Has she ever written for television before? Yo, let's start a petition. Like, I'm like, that's my queen. Let her do this. Because can you imagine how amazing that would be? Like, uh, I don't think she's done television, but if they let Neil Gaiman write everything. So let, let her write something. Yeah, yeah that's Sleepy true. Hollow would do a really good job. Off the chain if they let NK write Sleepy Hollow. Like, her world building is amazing. Yeah. Like, actually, like, sometimes I feel like they actually need to get, like, not just sci-fi writers of color especially, but, like, have people who actually work in this genre, like, mm-hmm. write this genre. Because so many people just don't get how to write a sustainable sci-fi fantasy show. Like, I have a lot of problems with Joss Whedon, yeah. like, in terms of people of color, but at least he understood how to write a canon series that could sustain itself under multiple rewatches. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these other products just do not do that at they all. Should, they should have Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, consult the historical stuff. <laughs> like, for real. I mean, and that's another thing. It's, like, if it's so easy for them to market Sleepy Hollow. It really isn't that hard. It's, like, own Halloween. Make Halloween like that season of Sleepy Hollow, invite the cast of Hamilton to guest star on the show. Hello, publicity stunt. Like, Like, what's-his-face should totally play Washington. (laughs) Like, they should bring Lynn as Hamilton. I wonder if Hamilton even exists in their history because it seems like Ichabod was Washington's right-hand man instead of Hamilton. I feel like it's just too much. Like, this would be so much easier if they would just let go of the American history aspect of it. It's uh-huh. so annoying and patronizing because it no one is. can just be like, but like sometimes Abby will drop the but racism thing though. But like part of what I thought was interesting about having how be like the antagonist is just kind of like he is just as patriotic to England as America as like all of the colonists, mm. all the colonists are. And really the only difference between the two is where they their accents and where they come from. They stand for the exact same ideals and all that kind of stuff. And they were both were terrible towards people of color and women. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's no there's no real hero when you see those two things, but they'll never go that deep into it, right. which is the problem. It's just all shallow, like historical fiction about oh, it was so great back then, and everything we know now is a lie, except nothing important. Like you can complain about how people don't know the exact day of Declaration of Independence, but you don't want to bring up that like oh, Columbus was like a colonizing bastard. Right. No, you know and what then- pisses me off? Their like veneration of. Jefferson, who even in histor- like historical documents, people didn't fucking like him. Like, right. <laughs> I'm just like, why, why Jefferson? Why did they even let Ichabod attach himself to Jefferson of all people? There's so many more cool, like, and hate Ben Franklin, who was yeah. by comparison a G. Like, are we yeah. like- I was just like, Ben Franklin would have been like make more sense for Ichabod to like fangirl over, like him. I th- I was going to say, I think it would work better if Ichabod just didn't know anyone directly. Yeah. Like, if he 
knew of them, but maybe hadn't worked for them specifically, but him knowing George Washington and knowing all these like colonial figures, I don't know. It, it, I, feel I feel like, like it trapped them. So they felt like they had to keep writing this in, hmm. you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be done, you know, because like back in those days, like if you were an important person, in the political sphere, you would know everybody like right. Hamilton knew Jefferson and Jefferson knew Madison. And, you know, like they all knew each other. And a lot of the founding fathers, so-called founding fathers fought together and things like that. So mm-hmm. it could be done without being, cause it's realistic, but without being so, I don't know. And I think the thing about it too, like not to drop knowledge, but like I was a history minor in school. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we learned that my teacher instinctively found is that if you talk about the founding fathers as like a concept of like a unified concept, you're wrong. Like they all mostly hate each other, yeah. conflicted all the time. It was not, this idea that there was like this one united front where everyone like has similar ideals and it was just Jefferson and Adams pissing at each other. Like that's not the reality just, of the situation. They're all shit talking <laughs> each other. <laughs> and Sleepy Hollow doesn't even go to that level of depth. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it doesn't even get, like, the basic history and character settings correct. To mm-hmm. even have a, a high horse to be like, oh, we do this kind of, like, deep historical drama. Like, no, you're not. You're just doing the same thing that people do when they dress up and do Civil War reenactments about their interpretation of right. people who are dead. Like, it's right. not it's not that deep, guys. Yeah, the and closest... then it's like, if you're going to go that far into rewriting history in that way, why not take advantage and, like, actually, like we've said before, actually use historical figures that people are not that familiar with uh-huh. and push them into the forefront? Like, why not have Phyllis Wheatley be the Betsy Ross character? Not like busty and all that kind of stuff, but have her be the spy. Like she was like one of the, she was a free woman, one of the first African-American writers. She was alive during this time period. She would be in these circles with like Benjamin Franklin. Where is she? Where? Yeah. Nowhere like, to be seen. And where's Grace Dixon? Mm-hmm. Like at least they have her Like, and she was a spy. So what the fuck? <laughs> like why? Why? Why Sleepy Hollow? Mm. Why are you testing us? Why are you testing us right now? I thought they were going to do more with her. It seemed like they would, and then they just kind of dropped the ball. My concern with this show at this point is that they'll write it so that we can't even like the characters anymore. I think we've, I, like, I feel like they're assassinating Ichabod's character, actually. And I'm really happy that I guess they don't like Abby enough to assassinate her character as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like they're dragging Ichabod down in the worst of ways and it's just like you know for his fan base they're gonna take whatever shit he dishes out but for the rest of us <laughs> with common to, sense they need yeah. to have him like grow yeah he needs, he needs to grow he needs to grow and i don't know if it's like he changes his outfit or if it's he stops his ranting or whatever it is but some element of the character that they forced him into has got to go yeah like he changed somewhat but he like he cut his hair and stuff but i mean i don't know like i rewatched the pilot and even then pilot ichabod is not the same ichabod as now yeah like he went from he was so witty like it, it was a genuine funniness that came from him and his arrogance wasn't so overbearing. It just, it, it made it, it was more like a product of his time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As opposed to him just being a know-it-all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, why? So I feel like. It's okay. I don't know. 
We'll see. It's okay, Sleepy Hollow. I feel like we're how far are we? How many episodes are we in? Only this five. Only five? five? I feel like we've been watching this show. No, forever. is this four? Yeah, this is five. So... It's crazy because it feels so exhausting. It does. It does. It was an okay episode. It was okay. It was, it was okay. an okay crossover. It wasn't like a disaster, but it was just okay. It yeah. was like it was like a maybe a six for me. Huh. I, I was gonna I was gonna say it was a five. Actually, no, no, no. No, no, five point five, five point five. Because I did like the action sequences a lot. I think, especially for the sleepy hollow end of things, I think that was pretty exciting. Yeah. It's just, you know, everything else around it was like whatever. Like if I was doing Sleepy Hollow by itself, I would give it a five point five. If it's the bones, mm-hmm. like I would also give it like a three. Like it was just like mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't, I could I cannot get that forty five minutes back. And I was watching <laughs> it on Hulu with commercials, and I'm just sitting here like I'm only watching this for fat pink. You like, like yeah, you really. I don't know how anyone was praising the bones part. I was like, I think you guys are just blinded by the it could be because. There wasn't even any Ikkabi. There, there were just people talking about Ikkabi. That's the thing, too. Bones was is so... It's all about the tell. They would just talk yeah. at you. The whole time, they were just talking at you. And I was like, I can't take this. Like, everything they would have to explain. The only thing that excited me about that episode was seeing the black guy from all those 90s movies in it. Sean... Oh, yes. I was like, it saved the last dance. Sean was, William Scott, right? Sean William Scott. Yeah. He was he was the most exciting part for me. I was like, of course, like, don't go to jail. Please live. Like that was it. Was seeing him. <laughs> yeah. And recognizing him. And kind of seeing Angel, because I haven't seen David Barrett's work since Angel. Like I've been watching any of his other stuff. But, yeah. but other than that, I was like, no, this is a three. It was the acting was weird, the story was weird. And I just it didn't make me want to watch Bones, that's for damn sure. I was like, skip it. I got a anon in my inbox talking about you. You're saying that the act we get it. You don't like bones. You're saying the acting is bad, but at least we gave you ratings. I was like, girl, bye, <laughs> goodbye. Wow. Okay, thanks. You can keep but those ratings. Gave you ratings. Yeah, it's like, oh, we helped you boost your rate. I was like, shut up, goodbye. I didn't Does even see how those ratings really go up that significantly. Not even like significantly, but it was a lot better than it has been for the last couple episodes. It doesn't surprise oh. me because all people watch mm-hmm. Bones. I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but like it's definitely one of those shows that like has that audience of people who like this is their show that they watch every single week. You know, they need to watch Bones, kind of like Castle. Like it's that same kind of thing. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, that doesn't make y'all. You're not saving Sleepy Hollow, so yeah. So bye. <laughs> bye. Anyway, okay. Ah, oh, God, I hope next week is good. I'm praying. Oh, Nicole's hair looks amazing next week. Oh, my God, everything. Do you see that? Do Does see it? That? I did not see. Her I did hair, not see you need to go and look at the preview. Her hair looks like, her hair is on fleek, like, for real. It looks okay. her, her hair's been going back and forth these past couple of yeah. episodes. Like, they have different hairdressers or something. Her Beyonce wig was good. Oh, uh, my God. I was like, girl. <laughs> Okay, that I was, was I was so impressed. Yeah. I'm like, who did it for you? Did Jenny hook you up? Like, I was like, where did she go to get her hair done? Like, I would love to just see like a webisode of just Abby going around doing just like things, like just going to get her hair done, just so I can know that she's a human being. We keep asking for webisodes mm-hmm. and they won't fucking give it to us. 
whatever sleepy if we do if we do get them they'll all be ichabod so maybe we need to just count our blessings (laughs) oh god okay thanks for listening everybody you can catch us on tumblr i mean fatpinkcast.com on tumblr um and you can listen to us on itunes or podbay or stitcher yeah I think that's how it goes. <laughs> we'll to come back. We'll leave you with the preview for next week's hopefully much better episode. Next Thursday, Bones and Sleepy Hollow are all new. Oh, wow. Nice. Thank you. First, when a senator is murdered, can Bones play the political game? I could play a slight variation on myself. I could be saucy. An all-new Bones. Then, madness is spreading and the search for a cure. Very unstable. Right now, so am I. Will lead to the ultimate showdown. Stop! It ends now. An all-new Sleepy Hollow. It all starts at 8, 7 central. Next Thursday on Fox.